0: Anger Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk.
1: Welcome to the youth event of Bangor Worldwide 2020. We are so glad that you've tuned in, whether you're tuning in individually from your house or whether you've got together at a socially distanced acceptable way with your group, youth group or whatever. We're just so glad that you've been willing to join us tonight. Thank you for coming. We've got a great night ahead. There's gonna be some worship, some stories. Brian Stewart gonna be bringing God's word to us later on. We're also delighted to be able to go on a virtual tour tonight to a city called Skopje. In Macedonia. Most of us haven't been able to go overseas this year, but this is a way for us to sort of go virtually somewhere tonight to see another place. And we hope you'll be really encouraged and inspired as you see that later on. I just want to mention two really quick things before we kick into the worship and the rest of our night. The first thing is this if you're watching this live on Friday, the 28th of August, then what I'd love you to do, what we would love you to do, is simply put your name in the comment section on Facebook. At the end of this event, we're going to get a draw and do draw of all of the names all of the people who have said hello and we're going to pick out one name to give an order and deliver a free pizza to you tomorrow so to be in for a chance to win a pizza you need to put your name and say hi or maybe your church youth group and where you're saying hi from or whatever and uh, we'll do a draw at the end of this, and whoever wins that will get in contact with you. That only applies to UK and Ireland, or if you're somewhere that has like a pizza place near you. If you live somewhere else, I'm sorry, it doesn't really work. Second thing is this um, right after this youth event, there's gonna be a Zoom conversation. We're gonna go live to a place called Peru. Does anybody know where Peru is? I hope you do. Peru's over in Latin America and uh, we're going to be connecting with some christians who live over there we're going to have an opportunity to hear their story ask them some questions and get to pray for them as well how amazing would it be that tonight you don't just listen you don't just watch a few videos you don't just sort of go oh that was kind of cool but actually you do something with what you hear you put it into action you pray for others because everybody's prayer matters and your prayer matters so join us for the zoom chat 9 to 10. we'll be online if you want to get the zoom details for that or your youth leader wants to zoom details for that for now be blessed let's just pray together as we open up tonight and uh, may the lord really meet with us and speak to us father thank you so much for every single person who is watching uh, tonight father thank you for how you want to minister to us you want to speak to us you want to touch our hearts with your heart tonight lord jesus thank you that you love the world you so love the world that you were willing to give up your very life in order that many might come to know you and be saved and be set free. And so we pray throughout everything that happens today, would you help us to listen and to engage with what you're saying to us, Lord? And and would you send out a whole new army of, of young people who are passionate for Jesus and passionate to see the name of Jesus amplified and echoed and exalted right to the ends of the earth? So Lord, bless each person who's come tonight, who's watching online. Thank you for them. Thank you for every youth group. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: ¡Gracias! Darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. But then Jesus arose with our freedom. have made. My life
3: began. hi everyone and um, we hope that you're having a brilliant night so far and you've enjoyed everything that's happened and um, we're just going to have a little interview now with jess so this is the lovely jess she's going to tell you a bit about herself hi i'm jess i am 17 and i'm from Bangor. and <laughs> um, so Jess, you had some plans this year um, of some stuff that you were going to do. Tell us a little bit about it.
4: Yeah, so at Halloween we were meant to be going to India um, with a group of people from my school and um, a couple of other schools. We were meant to be going to India, which is obviously exciting. Yeah, very exciting. (laughs) What were you going to be doing when you were there? Um, We were meant to be going to teach English to kids in schools out there because obviously that helps them get a job later in life. Um, if they have that skill and um, just and get like to university and further their life and benefit
3: from that, loads great. And so, as many people have probably already guessed, that is probably maybe not happening at the minute. Tell us a bit about sort of the plans now and what has changed with everything that's going on at the minute.
4: Yeah, so we were meant to be going out in October, um, but it has been cancelled for the minute. It may be rescheduled next year. Hopefully, we will get the chance to go out because it's something i was really looking forward to doing. But at the minute, everything's still in the unknown,
3: but yeah. Okay, and how has it impacted you? Like, obviously this is something you were so excited to do. You were so excited to help these kids and have a, an experience of sort of missions work. How has it affected you not being able to do that anymore?
4: Yeah, I think at the start I was very like disappointed and you know, it really got me down. But then I like looked into it a lot more and was like talking to God about it and praying about it. And he was really just telling me, well, maybe this wasn't the right time for you to go maybe you are meant to go but not yet maybe you're not like personally ready yet for it Um, and so then I just kind of focused on my path with God and um, my relationship with him building it enough um, and building it more and more and being able to then develop it and be ready then whenever he wants me to go if I'm given the
3: opportunity again. Brilliant. And this is going to, um, you've probably covered a bit about this, but there'll be a lot of people watching this that will have had similar experiences, maybe with missions trips or summer camps or even just normal stuff that they were excited about and um, that's moving cancelled. What would you say to them to sort of help them as they're navigating through it all?
4: Yeah, I think that don't let it get you down that um, even though we can't do all the things that we had planned, there are still many ways that like you can see your friends and spending time with God is a lot of the way that I got through all the times I was missing my friends and missing all the plans I had um, and like being able to just talk to people face to face I just really put all that time into my relationship with God and was reading my Bible a lot more and listening to worship and yeah I just think that that that's a really good thing to do whenever
3: you're struggling or feeling down. Okay and how do you think has it has this challenged you in any way or how has it made you feel about your heart towards mission obviously this entire week and um, for worldwide missionary convention is geared towards is that like what's your heart for mission now is it different is it stronger is it like less what is it i think it's still pretty strong
4: and um, one of the things i've always felt called to was working with kids and um, but also going away too is like two separate things that i have definitely felt really strong being given the opportunity to go away and work with kids in the same option um, was something really pa- I was passionate about, I, whenever I saw it I was like I need to do that, I need to sign up, I need to um, you know, get interviewed for that and being given the opportunity I would do it again in
3: a heartbeat. Brilliant. Listen, thank you so much Jess, we really hope that, that Jess has encouraged you um, tonight, like. This is a girl who has heart um, for mission. She has dreams for things that she wants to do um, and God has placed those opportunities in front of her. So we would encourage you to just, whatever God's placed in front of you, whatever it is that you have a heart for, even in the middle of coronavirus when things are difficult, um, try to try to get to those goals. Try to use your heart and your passion to do something for God and um, just like Jess. So thank you for watching.
5: Hello, Worldwide Missionary Tribe. I am Jo and I am coming to you from the gathering. Um, I'm actually up north, where do you think I am? I'm up the north coast um, in sunny, not so sunny, Castle Rock. Uh, But I'm just popping on here to give you a bit of a heads up of what our theme is for this year and to invite you to join us as we deliver a COVID style um, gathering online. And so this year, our theme is made for Dot dot dot. And so we've got four themes that we're going to be exploring this year. Firstly, that we are made for worship. Secondly, that we are made for relationship. Thirdly, that we are made for purpose. And lastly, that we are made for mission. And so we would love you to jump on the journey with us this year and join us as we explore these themes and worship together. So the first date that you need to know is Saturday, the 3rd of October, 7 30 pm and it will be online and so we're kicking off with made for worship and so if you want to get updated and find out more about what's happening follow us on our facebook page or the instagram looking forward to having you join us thanks so much see you later bye
6: everyone. I am Wesley and this is Macedonia. Macedonia has a population of 2.2 million people. It is the home of Macedonians, Albanians, being majority, but includes a Turkish and Roma population as well. This country is beautiful, with its Rocky Mountains, rich culture, and friendly faces. You may be asking yourself, is that what a Macedonian looks like? The answer is no. I'm actually from California and first came here a few days in the fall of 2015 that led me to moving here a few months after to serve the unreached people group in Macedonia, the Albanians. I never would have guessed I would be living and serving here. In fact, like many of you, I never heard of this place. Well, let me tell you, Macedonia is in southeastern Europe in a region called the Balkans, the old Yugoslavia, the ancient empire of the Ottomans. You can just feel the mixture of people groups when walking the streets and looking up at the buildings. You can also see the religious influences made by the Ottoman Empire when ruling this area. In fact, 99% of the Albanians are currently Muslim due to its invasion. Was I always serving God in the nations? Again, the answer is no, actually I wasn't always listening to God. I had a plan and agenda that left God out of the leadership role that we all desperately need as his children. When I did eventually submit my plans to him and really seek his word, two parts of scripture stood out to me that I couldn't shake. Matthew 28, where in summary, Jesus tells us in his last words, Go, baptize and teach all the nations. I'm with you to the end. The other is from Romans 10, where Paul recites the prophet Isaiah. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him in whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. With all these verses in mind, I made a promise to God. I am letting go of everything that is holding me back from your will and purpose for my life. If you say go, I will go. You can use me. And so he did. I gave up my career as an electrical technician and began a life that felt like something I was made for all along, something that is not always easy but has eternal purpose to the return of Jesus. To go, being the boots on the ground, to teach the gospel to those who have yet to hear, Jesus is Lord. One of my all-time favorite places of Macedonia is the old town of Skopje. The hustle and bustle of the marketplace is full of robust smells, unique shops, and a place I've acquired many Albanian friendships over the years. One of my favorite walks is down the windy, cobblestone streets of the old town, greeting people in their native tongue, shaku which translates, How are you, my friend? Are you well? This will usually lead to a few chairs being placed out along the window front and Turkish teas being delivered to the shop. In this marketplace, we've handed out thousands of Bibles, seen miracles as we prayed for people, evangelized, worshipped in centers, established the First Albanian Church. Over the years, we've worked with other like-minded missionaries that are from all around the world. It is quite remarkable seeing that we are all part of a big family that grows in numbers as the lost are saved. There is still a lot of work to be done here in Macedonia, and there are some wonderful opportunities to serve. The biggest thing you can do is make yourself available. I think that everyone at some point in their walk should attend a short term missions trip. Are you willing today to say yes to being used by God. I believe there are some of you, as I was before, not walking rightly with God and not willing to give Him everything. We are to pray for the nations, give towards the boots on the ground, or better yet, go. It may not be here, but I encourage you to open your heart and pray over a physical map and give to the cause of Jesus's returning. I encourage you to ask God if there is something holding you back, and if there is, ask him to take it. There's no greater reward than being used by God and to hear his voice direct your life. God bless you all.
7: Hope you're keeping well. I just want to say a massive thank you for for tuning in tonight um, to the Bangor Worldwide Youth. Um, Jason's asked me to share some stuff from God's Word, but before I do that, I'll introduce myself. Um, my name is Brian. Uh, I work with the young people at Hamilton Road Baptist Church, and it's a great honour to be asked by Jason to share some stuff from God's Word. Obviously, the whole the whole reason behind the convention is to inspire some people to maybe go to the ends of the earth, particularly this year. And as we do that, I'm going to read from God's word, probably from a portion of scripture that you've already heard, no doubt if you've been around church or youth clubs for any sort of length of time. So if you want to join me, jump into Matthew 28, and we're going to read the part that's titled The Great Commission. So Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And it says, Then Jesus came, And I want us to be thinking about that in the background, but I'm going to ask you three really quick questions that you can meditate on during this time that I'm speaking to you guys tonight. Question number one is this. What is the biggest obstacle to the Great Commission? Is it inadequacy? Is it distractions? Is it lack of faith? What is the biggest obstacle? Number two, do you think you already do the Great Commission pretty well? And number three, How can we help each other do it better? And while you're taking the the cogs over in your head and thinking about those things, we're gonna jump into the Bible and try to get some context to this story. So often I in the book of Matthew, we know that Jesus and his disciples have been on this incredible journey of faith, if you've read the book of Matthew. Jesus is born, he lives here on earth as a normal human being, is tested by Satan, teaches the religious leaders, preaches about the kingdom of his father, does some incredible miracles through healing and fulfilling of prophecy. Then Jesus calls his disciples, teaches them the true way to worship God, made the incredibly bold statement that he is the Messiah, the one who was to come, taught love to the world which ultimately led the people wanting rid of him and then he died and then resurrected three days later and it all leads us to the climax of this story, the part where God makes those who are ready to follow him part of the greatest operation ever known to mankind. Mankind, And we've just read that in Matthew 28. It's the Great Commission. But first of all, try to imagine how the disciples would have felt. They'd be afraid. They'd be lost, confused. I mean, Jesus had died by this point and left before and then he raised up from the tomb only to meet them once again and say, look, guys, I, I have to go again. And so the whole story focuses in on this one statement that we cannot avoid. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptise them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And just like the disciples, we are left with a massive question without Jesus here on earth in flesh. How are we going to do this? I'd be so bold to say that why we experience a smaller or less in view of the commission is down to the fact that Jesus isn't here in flesh because it makes it easier to avoid, right? Sort of like whenever you have a substitute teacher at school and you know you know that you have a homework to hand in but you say nothing because the subteacher doesn't know and you think you've got away with it for a couple of days. I would contend that if Jesus walked into our house tonight, we would posture up and we'd be taking notes until our paper lit on fire. I think if he walked into your living room tomorrow night, you probably wouldn't be sitting watching the chase at five o'clock or the antiques roadshow because we know that he's given us a task. And maybe you're one of those people who struggle to share the message. Maybe you're here tonight and you struggle to see where God is using you. Maybe you're here and you're not even sure that you have enough faith to carry out this incredible plan that God's allowed us to be a part of. Well this evening my hope is that you see that Christian life actually isn't all about you and I'm going to use a couple of points to help you find your passion for the Great Commission and the on people of this world who need you so desperately to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Point number one if you're taking notes is this, faith is the only qualification. This one I hope is really self-explanatory but maybe something tonight can help you realise that the work that God calls you to calls for one single qualification and that is that you've put your trust and your faith in the person of Jesus Christ because that is the only way. If you're a follower of Jesus then God has called you to go and share the good news to the world. You don't need a theology degree You don't need to be a church member of a certain denomination. You don't need to be a church member for 10 years. You don't need to be 30, own your own home and have 2.5 children. The only qualification is that you put your faith and trust in the one who has given you the commandment. Can I get real with you for a minute? I have been in your position. I have been a teenager before and I've been a follower of Jesus during that time. Please don't spend your teenage years wishing that you were older so that you can do something amazing for God. So many people I knew growing up did this and now they regret it because they've got to my age, an old man with grey hair, and they've realised that age is not the qualification, faith is. So please don't wait. And I'm going to tell you something that you've probably heard a million times before. God has a plan for you. And it's not some mystical, hidden, secret plan that you have to unlock when you're spiritually mature. It's here in plain sight. It's the Great Commission. It's to go to the ends of the earth and to reach the people who do not know Jesus the way you know Jesus. And that's on you. That's on me. It's on us. That leads us to our second point. Faith will lead to action. I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians. It is written, therefore I believe and I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. So that's 2 Corinthians 4 and you're probably wondering why I'm sharing Corinthians in the middle of a talk about the Gospel of Matthew. But you see all the tiny dots begin to connect because Paul, the author of this letter to the church, he saw a clear correlation between having faith, believing in something, Believing in his head and in his heart and then actually speaking, doing something about it. You see, I would contend that our faith, despite what you've heard, our faith is not a private faith. Although parts of it are behind closed doors and Jesus even encourages that when he says not to be praying in front of people and babbling along, but to go straight to the Father in, you, in your room and closed doors. Our faith is not a private faith. It simply can't stay there. The gospel, the gospel is too big. It's too alive. It's too full of life. It's way too exciting. It's way too big. It reaches too far for us just to keep it to ourselves. And so Paul said that if you really believe in this God, in this Jesus, if you really have the Holy Spirit, then you will speak. You will share the good news, not because it's a nice Christian thing to do, but because there's simply no other option. As apprentices of Jesus, we should be completely pumped up, not by knowledge, not by self-righteousness, but by the truth that lives within us. We know a God who can heal the sick. We know a God who can make the lame walk again. We know a God who can make the blind see. We know a God who can make the deaf here and we know a God who can make the sinner whole again. We should be so driven by the gospel that we simply can't contain ourselves when we encounter someone who has never heard about Jesus the way we know Jesus. That it spills out into our actions and into our words. And I get it, I've been your age Despite my grey hairs in my head, I'm not that much older. The task can seem really daunting. When you're young, even when you're old. It can seem daunting because we're just humans. And maybe it doesn't seem achievable because you feel distant from God. Maybe the gospel isn't burning inside of you or bursting out of you. And your reality is that you have enough questions about Jesus that you find it hard to tell other people about him? Can I urge you to do something? Can I urge you to focus on the person of Christ? Because I would contend that a lot of the reasons why we become disillusioned as followers of Jesus is because we focus too much on the do's and the don'ts. We focus on the ideas of Christ and how we interpret the message and we forget to keep our eyes focused on him. Like this is a great commission that's been given to us by Jesus. It's incredible that we even get to be part of it, despite our flaws and our sins and our shortcomings before him. But it's not the ultimate goal of a Christian. Knowing Jesus is. So before you go to the ends of the earth, before you jump on a plane to do a mission trip, before you focus on what it is God has for you in this great plan, know Christ know the person of Jesus, fix your eyes upon him and I promise you that he will work within you to fulfill whatever plan he wants in this world. Guys I hope that encouraged and challenged you and if there's any way that we can be praying for you or you want to know more about Jesus um, then get in touch with us, we're happy to speak to you and we pray that God will continue to strengthen you and embolden you in your faith and that you'll be encouraged by the words in Matthew tonight. Thank you.
0: trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.